0: Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle,
1: brought to you by PGC Basketball.
0: Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine, broadcasting here in Atlanta, Georgia. Got to kick it off a new series, episode series, I'm excited to jump into today. Uh, Before we do let's jump in with our friends over at Shot Tracker. Shot Tracker's been everywhere.
1: Just got back from the biggest high school tournament in the country. Uh,
0: Did the junior NBA out
1: in Orlando, up in the Sprint Center for the first time, putting electronics on college benches. Why are they doing all this? Because they're just breaking new ground. They're letting people people know how to use analytics, where to use analytics, and they are cutting edge and the
0: premier leader in using analytics. Check out our friends over at Shot Tracker. Awesome. So TJ, we're kicking off a four-episode series, four series titled One Thing, and we've got eight different topics. What are unique things, but what is, for example, one thing you wish your players did a little bit more of? Or for example, what is one thing that demotivates your team as a coach? Eight different topics, one thing, over the next four episodes, we're going to break them into half. So we'll cover two one things per episode over these next four episodes. Fair? Sounds good. All right. Today, first half here, TZ, what is one thing you wish your players did a little bit more of? Now, it's interesting. I put all these out on Twitter for feedback. This one, without a doubt, got the most responses from coaches, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to ask coaches twice, what do you wish your players did more of? Now, it's interesting, in the second half of this episode, we asked the question, what do you do as a coach that demotivates your team the most? Just a little side note, zero Twitter feedback on this one. How about that, right? Wow. Coaches very easy and quick to to address the things they wish their players did more of, but not so... What, what were some Open of them. them saying? So let's talk about the the one thing you wish your players did a little bit more of. Here, here's some of them. Um, Brian Chanel, meaningful communication. Coach Krauss, paid attention to the details. Don't cut a line short. Do drills at full speed. Stop, stop joking around during drills. Uh, Coach Lago, watch film more critically. Rob Schultz, mental preparation. Lance Brown at Hoops three two three two. staying connected during times of adversity. Uh, John Thompson Jr. wished his players realized how short their playing career was. He wishes mm-hmm. his players did more of that. Uh, Steve Perry did form shooting on their own several times a week. Mm-hmm. Ray Navarro, <laughs> rebound. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yes. funny one. Uh, Sam Soleil. Thinking, talking, communicating, organizing on and off the court. That sounds like a lot of things. Uh, Coach Mayette, challenge themselves to failure. Interesting. All right, got a couple more. Coach Dennis, Jeff Dennis, watch the work behind the highlights rather than the highlights themselves. I like that one. Baseline to sideline on Twitter. Understand defensive excellence is a team thing and not an individual thing. And last but not least, Montwood Girls Basketball which is their players would just hold each other accountable more by telling each other the truth. Hmm. So I think we all – I mean, obviously, you throw out a question like that, you get a lot of responses. Yeah. What is one thing you wish your players would do more often? I want to pose the question to you, TJ. What is one thing you wish your players would do more often.
1: Wow. And you want me to give one answer? Just one. Just one answer. the one thing? Can I break thing? it into categories? Or I mean, you, you do one, know that's no cheating. I already. You,
0: you can. You know you're yeah, cheating. That's why
1: I'm asking. I mean, can I cheat or not cheat? Give it a shot. All right. Well, I, I, I want to say the first broad one. First of all, I, I really celebrate my team for this. But I've always said the greatest lesson that basketball can teach you is that it's not about you. And so the one thing that I love to see them do is – focused on others and not about on themselves. And so when I say I wish my team would do that more, I also think they do it a lot and I'm really proud of them. So I don't want to be bashing my team in any way, but uh, the more and more they recognize that this experience isn't just about them. Like the better our team is, the better their experience is, the better they are individually. Like I've never seen somebody get outside of themselves and regret it. And so that's probably, um, the the number number one for me and so but i feel like that that's kind of all encompassing a little bit like i feel like that's kind of a big one not really very specific uh but th- that'd probably be it so then if i was to go um mine's a big one too kind of overarching macro yeah. level yeah so so if i was to drill down i'm going to drill down twice if i was drilled down to the next one i would say that i really the last one i think was really good it was just like um Accountability, you know, and the older I get, the more I recognize that I think players take accountability less and less for different reasons. You know, I think, as a coach as a young coach, I was very frustrated like they 're not taking accountability they don't understand this, but there's so many things that go into that. it could be their past, it could be they 're wrapped up in their identity, and they don 't want it to be seen that way like there's just so many things that go, but I think accountability. Is just a really like a a really big one for all players. Like, can you get to a place of where it's just like you know, it's okay for me to fail. It's okay for me to do great. It's okay for me to make a mistake, but I'm gonna be accountable for whatever those actions are, um, all of the time. So highly. Accountable. I wish they would, everyone would look at it in, in, um, in those terms. So, like, you know, I could drill down one more level. Let me just stop there. Like, from a big picture, the, the number one would be just continue to be more selfless. And the number, you know, to drill down from there would be a high level of accountability. Mm.
0: So I'm going, obviously, it's very similar to you on a macro level. I would love to see players do more of aggressively pursuing growth. Mm. Aggressively pursuing growth. Asking more questions, seeking counsel and guidance more, uh, searching and pursuing mentors to really pour into them, uh, reading books and taking advantage of resources that could improve their mind and their thought process and their mental approach to things, Um, pursuing healthier ways of living, just the overall all-encompassing, very high-level aggressively pursuing Pursuing growth.
1: Yeah, Yeah, which – Fit you. I, mean, I actually could have, you if you asked me to guess, I might have guessed that. But let me ask you a question specifically about that. When do you, at what age do you remember pursuing something and intentionally be pursuing growth in that?
0: I mean, for me, it was 21 yeah. is when my life shifted and I, I almost started adopting this heavy, aggressive growth mindset. And I would say that was probably early just simply because I. Did so poorly in my life from 18 to 21 yeah. that it got so bad that I basically was forced to do it. Otherwise, things would have went really, really yeah. bad. Are you implying that like, just from a maturity standpoint, well, it tends to take I, a little bit what longer, I, yeah, which what I agree. I'm right? is, no,
1: I think you're right on. What, I, what I'm implying is… Is is. I've actually found a little bit of a disconnect in my own self, like in preaching that, because I realized that I'm not even necessarily I haven't prepared them for that. So let me just give you an example. So, for instance, I, I mean, I pursued being a great basketball player like that's when I was young. Right. But and I, just I think want, that's where a lot of the mindset is of athletes today. Yeah, yeah. And, and so when I when I just relive my career, like I pursued being a great basketball player, football player, baseball player, I could a lot of things athletically. I don't know that I ever really pursued much growth in any realm that wasn't like <laughs> self-serving. Like I wanted to, you know what I mean? Like, um, and 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 the first I ever remember was around the same age, twenty-one, twenty-two years old, is when I wanted to be a basketball coach, and then I pursued what is coach k doing what is and I, that's the first real going after and even then it was a very messy pursuit of growth because i was probably spending 80% of my time pursuing the wrong growth like i i was trying to learn a coach k's plays when i should have been learning his ability to deal with players and motivate like there's other things so, I, so that's that's a whole other story in itself but i do think um one of the reasons like you know one of the things we chase at PGC one of the things that you chase it, lead them up is like, we recognize the gap there of, you know, we know how valuable growth is, but for coaches, like listening, like it is figuring
0: out how to get them to want growth is a really interesting task. It is, it is. And that's the job of the mentor. You know, that's our job as leaders to, to try to save them some potential heartache Save them from themselves in many ways, and and show them and, and impart some of our experiences. I do recognize that a lot of times the only teacher that truly is going to teach some players is experience and age themselves. Right, mm-hmm. like they actually have to go through it and experience it. And but you want to fight like heck to to impart as much as you can things that have helped you. And for me, I just but but it also. When I see the players and, and their minorities at that age, right, that are aggressively pursuing growth, man, what a breath of fresh air, right? You look at that player like, wow, they're special. And you know those players, those ones that, that come to you and ask you those questions. I'll do a lead them up session. I'll get one or two players that will want to sit with me afterwards and ask me specific questions about how should I handle this? What do you think about this situation, coach? What should I do? And I'm just like, hello, Like amazing! I don't know what you're going to become in the future, but you're going to be incredible. You've got the leadership mindset that's already in that direction. So for me, I just I get so frustrated also when I see players just going through the motions, just kind of like going in and just kind of just being there. You know, like they're not giving you the life, they're not engaged in the process, they're not really trying to learn. You know what I'm talking about? Just the players, just kind of just they show up. Yeah. Kind of going through the motion, really. You know, half asleep sometimes. You know, just I'm like, no, nah, let's let's take advantage of the opportunity. Let's try to learn. So, if I could say anything, aggressively pursue growth is one thing I wish players would do a little bit more. Let's take a halftime break. We'll then flip the script, jump into our second one thing in the second half. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Oftentimes you'll hear coaches say we could do this or we could implement this talking about new things within their program. I want to challenge you if you've ever said that as a coach to take it to one step further and ask yourself should you do this or should you implement this just because you can doesn't mean you should. For coaches, as we are thinking strategically about what we want to add into our practice, really analyze and evaluate what is best for our team, what is best for our program. And don't just accept the fact that we could do this or we could implement this, but challenge yourself to ask the question, should we do this or should we implement this? Thanks to our friends over TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe, bringing coaches, players, and parents all on the same page. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. All right, TJ, I already positioned it earlier in the episode that I put this one out on Twitter and didn't get any coaches' reply on this. What is the one thing coaches do that demotivates their team the most? Very curious what you think for you. I'll I'll share mine. I think the thing that I do, and this is really – this is tough, man. This is humbling right? to just think about this and to admit it. I had to think on this one. I I feel like the thing that demotivates the teams I work with the most is preaching at them. Mm -hmm. And it's not faith-based preaching, but... There's moments and, and we pride ourselves and lead them up to create very engaging exercises and drills so it's not a lecture based session I mean we're very intentional on that our whole entire program is built around engagement and, and getting players interactive and involved in the exercises so they're actually doing and getting the reps themselves but there's sometimes a message needs to be said, or at least I feel like it needs to be said, and I find myself sharing those messages and when i work with teams every week throughout the season and i'm with them a lot i sometimes wonder if it's it's hard to tell in the moment if that's frustrating them or empowering them mm. you know and and for me if i had to say possibly the preaching may sometimes I don't want to say demotivate them in the sense that it pushes them away or that it makes them upset or angry, but maybe not as effective of a form of communication compared to some of our other teaching tools. So if I had to guess what demotivates them, maybe preaching and and kind of sharing long-drawn-out points to them. I don't know. Yeah. That was a tough one.
1: I mean, I, I, I can see that. I think that uh, attention spans are definitely
0: down uh, over time. Um, and I think players are very just – over coaches preaching at them. And I fall into that trap sometimes, admittedly. And I I think they are, like the lecture, the long talks by coaches, the the feeling that we're, I don't want to say speaking down to them because that's not the right way, but it's like, it's that just, preaching is the way that I just kind of chalk it up. I guess that's the word that feels most appropriate to me in those moments. I feel like players are just a little bit, beyond that i think that's why we also talk in a lot of episodes about speaking quick quick hits right like use less words to convey the messages and those long drawn out talks i don't know if they're as effective as they maybe once were yeah makes sense i mean i I see that in myself sometimes too i've
1: taken things better in sound bites than than ever so i i can see that being demotivating to uh, players for sure i think for mine um, one of the things I've noticed demotivating over time is um, you, what you're preaching, not being supported by actions. I think it's very easy for players to see that, and I think it becomes a um, motivation killer to them. And um, I, I give you an example: um,
0: like you preaching and your actions not, yeah, matching the preaching. Yeah, not 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 long preaching, but
1: even just saying something, you know, like. Hey, we value guys that get in the gym and work. Well, the three guys that work the most in the gym never get in the game. <laughs> you know, you know, and that, that happens. I mean, it's 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 tough. So, like, I, I'm not. I don't even know what I would tell coaches is the right thing. I don't know if it is to put those kids in the game to support what you're saying or stop saying it. You know, like one of those two things has got to has got to be done. Or say it increases your chances of getting. Yeah, in the game. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean and i don't even think coaches even say that hey it increases your chances of getting in the game if you go in there and then like what are you talking about nobody's in the gym more than me and i'm not getting in like that's completely demotivating for players i think um along the same lines is um telling them what not to do but not giving them a bigger vision so for instance like quit shooting the step back you know but the kid's been working on it all summer look you need one more summer of work before you shoot the step back, like I think a lot of times putting limiting um, limit limitations on what they can do like I think it 's okay to tell them this is your role and do this, and I do that all the time, but I think they also have to have some sort of vision so like and I think those two things tie together I mean I think you know if you're gonna, if you 're going to preach to a player and then this is what you value if they 're not getting what you're preaching they 're not actually, not actually happening for them then um there has to be a vision of how to get there. Like where am I falling short. But you, I, I think there's too many random uh too many random quotes out there. We gotta get bigger, faster, stronger. All right, well I'm in the weight room all summer long, but what what now? I'm not playing, you know? Like, um I think I think coaches have to be careful about that. It can be demotivating.
0: So there's a homework assignment for every coach listening to this, uh whether you're on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook you've got to reply with the one thing that you believe demotivates your team the most. Since we didn't get any feedback on the front end, allow this to serve as an opportunity for you to reflect on. What is that thing you do that you think your team gets demotivated because of your action? Send us a tweet. Be honest. Uh, We'd love to get your feedback. Listen, this is the beginning of a four part episode series on one thing. We'll be sharing two, one things each episode over the next four episodes. So we'd love for you to continue listening I am Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the Hardwood Hustle. We're out.